should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. Be a book. She can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we gave up halfway to Moscow as well. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Wap Babaloo Bop Bop Benedict. What? Benedict? I like that. That'll be if I ever make it to the WWE. That, just that. You're gonna that have an edited version of Tutti Fruity playing you in as you're walking music. Yes, and then they will sue me for appropriation of some form. It's okay, Little it. Richard's dead. You're safe. Uh, Benedict, <laughs> what's your favorite nut? Oh. I feel like you've asked me this before because oh, I definitely we are what are we like 150 episodes on this episodes show, in. not counting our old show where I did a similar thing. I think yeah, uh, that's true. I, there's gonna be repeat questions. Also, look, tastes evolve. Exactly. You know, I'm not the look, same person. If you ask me a question on two different days, I might give you two different <laughs> answers consecutive because it's all feels. It's all feels. Um, you know, it's all vibes. It's vibes all the way down. <laughs> uh, favorite salad nut probably uh so i put nuts i didn't in my ask salad a, a salad look i put nuts on salads as well sure yeah but the no, fact I, that you're I, going again, straight to a salad nut is a little strange so favorite favorite snacking nut is probably like a, a honey roasted peanut mm-hmm. i would say i find favorite those are nut. overrated i always they're, feel like well, you think they're enough. gonna be better than they turn out being that's probably true. Or maybe like a candied pecan. Those are, yeah, those like are a candied pecan. Those are, those are 100%, 100% uh, all the But time. just probably a straight roasted salted cashew, honestly, on as like a topping for something. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's probably my go-to. I got to go with the pecan. Uh, and the I just the regular, the regular old pecan. Regular old pecan. Goes good on a salad. It's a good snacking nut. It's a great mm-hmm. nut. The pecan, the pecan is truly the king of the nuts. Uh... <laughs> king of these nuts that's it. i love look uh one of my favorite internet things is whenever somebody gets tricked into the d's thing where yeah, someone, oh you yeah. don't know anything about the d's principle what's yeah. d's principle these nuts in your mouth like i love no, that the, i love that so my much. favorite one is the the crossover where i forget who it was but it was like achilles's brother both of these <laughs> Too good. Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is that we do here on this program. Uh, Some folks, folks who don't know about the Bofa D's principle. uh, (laughs) I'm a little child today. Yeah, probably yeah. don't this know this book puts us in a giggly <laughs> silly mood doesn't it it's every like, every time because i always read it right before so that it's fresh in my mind and i'm just always like i can't it's make ridiculous. it through this episode okay before we even get st- okay i'm gonna do the intro and then we're gonna talk about something real quick okay, okay, we go right, deep 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 plumb the depths of writing thought by reviewing a chapter and work of conservative nonfiction. in between take a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make it my head again okay benedict what is up with him having inconsistent, uh, inconsistent speaking styles for all of the characters? <laughs> what about the ones who go back and forth between the, I don't know what to call it, quote-unquote cholo voice? Uh, 
it is. To Sorry. Just I think it, yeah. Cal- standard non-regional diction. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's not good. There, <laughs> it's not there are some good. real highlights of dialogue in these four chapters. I have them all highlighted. They're, like, they are... There, there is a lot of, of work hanging on the word essay, which I am <laughs> oh excited to get if to. If we had a PDF of this book, I would want to control F essay and just find out how There's many also a lot, it. a whole lot of mother in this chapter. <laughs> just like, there's, there's a page where it says mother like eight times oh and I feel God. like the author might be working Seriously, something Seriously, I thought he was Pearl Jam for a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's daughter. Never mind. Shit. I got it backwards. Yeah, but you she's can it. Don't mother. call me yeah. mother. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, it's Megan Trainer. I it's what the kids are saying. It's what Gen Z is saying. And I am your mother. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Anyways, Benedict, start us off this week. Do you have a hot take for us? Yeah, I very much enjoyed all the fucking AI experts who were previously crypto experts mm-hmm. who then suddenly became submarine yes. experts and then yes. suddenly became Russia experts. Yeah. I love oh, social media. It was I, people rapid say, fire this week. People say that social media is bad. Those people are cowards. <laughs> Those are it's, people who are unafraid the, to claim expertise on every topic under the sun at the drop the of a hat. Game, baby. That's all it is. It's it's takes all the way down. But here, I'll tell I, you what. And look, I say this as someone who does not, I do not post. I barely post. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not a poster at heart. You're not I'm a part a, of the local I, posters union uh, Yeah, no, I don't know what I am. I don't, yeah. yeah. I was a part of a journalist union once, but that was in the UK. <laughs> Wait, uh, back when we were doing that thing? No, before okay. that. Okay. Before that, because um, I thought I could get a journalism visa to come here, and I, I you had like if you were a freelancer, you had to be part of the journalism union, mm-hmm. and so I tried and didn't end up applying, but I was part of a union, which was cool. Cool union, strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun, and the the Russian the brief Russian coup was fun. Oh god, uh, it was so just. I mean, my hot take this week was just going to be don't go on submarines, period. Don't That's go on submarines. A, well, I think it wasn't it technically a submersible, not even a submarine. I think I don't Which know I, if I think there's, there's actually a, a distinction. difference. I don't know if there's a difference between the two. But like, yeah. OK, funny thing for me. Very funny thing to me, especially given all the focus on the video game controller part of all this. that happened. Apparently that's normal. Apparently. Here's the hilarious thing. The founder of Valve. The, the probably largest company in gaming, uh, uh, pub- privately owned company in gaming that runs mm-hmm. all of PC gaming, essentially. Gabe Newell owns a submersible that has gone to all five of the deepest depths of the ocean. Is that the one that James Cameron went in? <laughs> no, this was a one uh, he bought it after a guy who had done the five deeps challenge gotcha. uh, or whatever it is. He bought it from that guy and now like he owns it through some company that like, you know, lets uh, researchers use it for various things and whatnot. I also deeply enjoy that James Cameron clearly has sources in military intelligence because he was like, yeah, man, I've known that submersible was done since Monday. Like, how the fuck did you know? Honestly, if anybody was going to know before the rest of us, probably should be James. (laughs) James He was late, as we all learned about this week, uh, learning about 9-11 because he was under the ocean at the time. So maybe he gets to get this one early. Maybe that's just how that happens. Sure, that's fair. Benedict! Let's move on. Yes. What is on your bookshelf this week? Really enjoying season two of The Bear, actually. I Have see you seen people it? keep telling me to watch it, and I can't, the reason why I can't get into it is because clips of it keep popping up on my TikTok feed. Uh, and okay. I find most of the characters in all those clips so unlikable. I just, just can't. I just can't. They just seem like miserable assholes. I could assholes. see how they would be unlikable 
shorn of the context mm-hmm. of because i think it's like uh, the people and i have never worked back of house in the kitchen so i don't know mm-hmm. but people say it represents back of house kitchening very well especially like american back of house kitchens mm-hmm. um and like the stress and like how everyone's basically just like living their second chance at life <laughs> largely um see it's weird because i love shows and movies about cooking like chef yeah uh the john uh uh why am I blanking on his name? Oliver. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Favreau. You know talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, Favreau. Director of Iron Man. Favreau. John, John Favreau. Favreau. I said yeah, the it, John yeah. Favreau movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but this one, I just, I feel like I've been tainted by these TikToks. No, books. you should try it. It's good. It Like, it, outside of the context, that, like, I could see how the clips would make you annoyed. But, like, as a, as a whole, I think you kind of, like, go through it with them and bond with them. All right. Way. All right, look, if I'm going to watch a cooking show, I'll probably go for, like, Food Wars because I like my cooking That's shows fair. in the ridiculous anime format. Uh, sure. Also, as long as we're on the topic, they really need to bring back the original, uh, and I mean the original original, not the American remake original, the original Iron Chef, the Japanese mm. TV Tokyo version with the jokey American dub was just fucking glorious. I love a jokey American oh, dog on the Japanese such show. Such a good show. Such a good show. I really wanted to come back. Anyway, what's on your what's on your book? On my bookshelf this week, speaking of uh the ocean Benedict, a uh, video game named Dave the Diver. Uh which uh Did you buy this before or after the submersible stuff? I bought it before, but honestly uh-huh. they should be capitalizing off of the publicity. <laughs> I think I saw I don't know if it was that game, but there was a game or like a mod for a game or something that like the sales skyrocketed after. Could be I can think of a couple. Like Subnautica probably got some good sales. I think that's, it might uh, be that. that's another fantastic game, by the way. I love that game. But this one's just like a, a retro style two D uh collectathon and upgrade type game i love it it's in early access on steam right now but it releases in full on like thursday or friday uh i literally stayed up till like 2 a.m last week one night playing it because i just like it's that addictive it's so much fun uh if you have a broken brain like me but anyways benedict on to housekeeping this week remember to rate interview us on the itunes follow us on the social medias at nygbc pod and at nygbc ben uh Updates this week, really only one, and that is that, as many of you pointed out to us, this Carrie Lake book might be too good for us to pass up. <laughs> it just might be. I, okay, I deeply, deeply enjoy the fact that we have people who now send us shit and like, ah, oh, shit, you gotta read this. Like, look at this fucked up bullshit. Come on, man. Eat it up, Biggie. Is, eat it up. Th- this year, maybe, maybe the last 12 months or so, the pod has got big enough that people are like, shit, I got to annoy them with this. <laughs> like people are, people are sending us stuff that they find and be like, I want to hear what these motherfuckers have to say after they've tortured oh, themselves. There's so much good garbage out there. There really is so much good garbage. We just, we just keep looking for all, we're like the Pokemon collectors, uh, of the, uh, garbage right wing world. We <laughs> got to catch, catch them all. all. Yep. Uh, anyways, Benedict, we have one new inductee into the spooky world, new world order, bleh, this week, which is, of course, our newest patron, Thomas Cosgrove. Thank you so very much. You are now part of our new world, spooky world order. Bleh. Ooh, it worked correctly. First try that time. Ooh. That is the first time Ooh, in a yeah. while. Love I that. did restart the little laptop and it is working oh, nice. better now. <laughs> Who would have thought such a thing would happen? But okay. you might, uh, it was a bit quiet for me. You might want to boost the audio. Oh, fine. I can boost it and post like ah. I don't want all the, the yeah. Issues. But do you sometimes I, uh, no. do that? I, yeah, I had okay. to turn it down earlier because the music I was playing when you uh, came onto the video call uh, was 
burning my eardrum, which is destroying my ears. It was way too loud uh, for whatever reason. Spotify, Spotify on the mini computer just plays way too damn loud. Anyways, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, blah, of course you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommend it to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it so I know. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can and drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. And Benedict, with all that out of the way, it is of course our you know, we have we have a clip. We have a clip. It's time. Can I can I just say as part of the updates? Um, I obviously like it's a much more anonymous platform, so we don't know who the people are necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I see the people that recommend us on Reddit. I love you. I you appreciate search you. Search for us on Reddit. Uh, no, it just comes up sometimes. Okay. <laughs> the algorithm knows you. The algorithm yeah. knows. Yeah. Uh, but yes. I, look, I'm not I'm not too big for an occasional search. I'll say that. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I Google the podcast. I'll admit it. Um, uh, anyway. But yeah, I, 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 I appreciate the Reddit love. Yes. Much love. Anyways, Benedict, uh, this time uh, we are looking at a video of Steven Seagal on the Arsenio Hall show in 1991, year of our birth. Uh, okay. Which um, can you stop like slowly doxing us on the pod? Like, <laughs> you, like really? It's we have you... both said that we are 31. People can do <laughs> yeah. the math. That's true. <laughs> but of course, uh, this is right after something I mentioned in our intro uh, episode about Stephen, uh, which is when the CIA guy who he had stolen life stories from had written an article in GQ uh, about Stephen. Um, and this is right after that happened, and and Steven's not so happy about it. And Arsenio is dealing with, well, fucking Steven Seagal, who's a bad interview to begin with. But this, boy, this is just rough. I see they responded so positively to you. Um, as I've seen people do in public when we were at the premiere. Uh, because I, I've been worried. It's been, it's been get Steven year or something. <laughs> Let's start with oh, the Oh, baby, it's been Get Steven decade. A very, very well-deserved Get Steven year. Yeah, yeah. And yep. the 90s wouldn't turn out much better for him. Think of that. Well, I hated it. You know, I hated it intensely. <laughs> what mostly did you hate about it? Well, I think that, um, you know, you get into situations where um, people who uh, are trying to like make a shot somehow take a shot to like get somewhere you know at our expense do that all the time they've done it to you they've done it to every star i know and all i can say is you know uh this guy is like a five foot two fat little uh you know male and and i don't know what that word is that he no. used because they use a train horn to blare it out <laughs> and i can't tell from his mouth movements which honestly amazing yeah yeah. Always use a train horn. If you're gonna censor people, always uh-huh. use a train horn. Uh, oh, and, and ideally time, just have like just have steam coming out of their mouth. Like Photoshop <laughs> steam coming out of their mouth. That is the second time during this interview with Arsenio that he has cursed. I think he said shit earlier and they had to ble- mm. they had to bleep that out as well. And Arsenio like made a moment of it, like, hmm, can you say that on TV? <laughs> no, turns out you can't. And and you know that's that's yeah. You know, that's his, that's his shot at me. That's how he can beat me up, you know? And, you know, he misquoted all my friends and, and he was out to crucify me and, and he did. But uh, all I can say, you know, to that magazine is that if they keep doing that to stars, eventually they'll have male models on their cover because all of us are getting tired of it. 
oh no, GQ what? is going to have male models on their cover? The thing I- they do? The thing, not only the thing they do, the thing they've always done? As far as I know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Did GQ yeah. used to uh, be like martial arts stars? I is that like I have no fucking clue. I didn't pull up this. I'm sure it's in the Internet Archive or something. I didn't bother to pull up this particular article. But yeah, Stephen's not happy about it. Sure. Um, They call the article Black Belt White Lies. Yeah, I resent that, you know. Great title, That's by the way. A great title. Fucking Subhead wrote that deserves a raise. Yep. Why? Because, I mean, you know, I don't understand why this person would say something like that, you know? Because you are a liar, Stephen, that's why! It's also, hold on, okay, it's a very, like, it's a clever title, it's very soft. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he told a few fibs, but he is a black belt. <laughs> like, sure, like, like, this motherfucker, no, it's fine, yeah, It's a little more than some fibs when you're just stealing other people's life stories. He misrepresented himself to all of us. You know, when we had a talk earlier, you've, mm-hmm. you've had the same thing happen. Absolutely. I'm your fan, man. I love you, man. I want to do this good piece. And, you know, I, I want to know what I lied about, you know? You know, it's... Doesn't he elucidate that very clearly in yeah, the piece, yeah, presumably? I, I, yeah, yeah. I imagine it was. Uh, it's very Trumpian, I think, in the way of, like, it's not... The issue isn't, you know, the claims. It's that mm-hmm. he said he liked me, and then he, he said something bad about me. So that's the real issue, right? That's it's, true. It's, look, it's not the things that I did. It's the leaking that's the real problem. Yeah, you know, It's yeah. that sort of thing. As always. I know, like, maybe Trumpian isn't the right word, but given the era that we've just lived in, right, that's what No, but it is, like, that level of, like, uh, like it was sneaky, you know? Like it's... Yeah, underhanded. But, of course, as yeah. we know, yeah, Stephen's just a big fat liar. So I think uh, we could leave it there. There's not that's much it. else uh, worth, uh, worth listening to in that portion of the clip. I think we're going to have to go back to these Arsenio interviews that he did because this one's like 20 minutes long and we got through like two minutes of it. Um, so maybe there's there's more content to be mined in mm. their hills. <clears throat> the content mines indeed. Anyways, Benedict, it is time for us to return to our view of The Way of the Shadow Wolves, The Deep State and the Hijacking of America by Steven Seagal and Tom Morrissey. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Wow, Benedict, what a Do we selection need a re- we had this <laughs> week. Do you need a recap from last week? Yeah, so um, if you need the recap, look, so first chap, first, first, I'll just do the recap all the way through. We started off the book. Uh, Stephen knows, based off intuition, that there are quote-unquote jihadis being uh, transported into the United States to carry out a mass Otherwise known as ABMs or anything but Mexicans. <laughs> that would... Okay, I think you got the wrong term, but I think that's better than the term they came up what with. What do they say? It's OTMs. Oh, OTMs. Other than Mexicans is the term sure. that they use. Okay. Well, mine was better anyway, so who cares? <laughs> so, Stephen, uh, he, he meets a guy named Sweet Tooth, uh, greatest nickname ever, he becomes fast friends and is now Steven's, I don't know, trainee. I keep saying Steven. <laughs> I just it's not Steven. Because no, we know the main Steve. character is it's Steven. It's John, John Goad. John Goad. But our main character is really Steven. Uh, and then he and some guys decide to go stake out a spot in the desert just because Sweet Tooth said that he had seen some stuff there before. Uh, they chase a car through the desert. Those people go and break into a home and hold people hostage at gunpoint, at which point Stephen and friends uh, do not wait for SWAT, go in guns blazing, and shoot a bunch of people in the head. Um, and then they interrogate these guys with literal torture. Literal torture! Yep. Threw a snake yep. at a guy. 
That's literal yep. torture. And it doesn't get any better this week. The, 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 yeah, it's, um, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Yeah. And that brings yep. us to where we begin this week. Well, hold on. The Mexicans are trying to stop this also. The yeah, Mexican government. the good slash maybe morally complicated <laughs> Mexican intelligence people mm-hmm. um, who apparently do want to take over the United States, but not that way. That's not the way to go about it. The tone policing Mexican <laughs> intelligence yeah. folks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what they are. So we begin off this week, Benedict, with chapter nine, titled in the way that this author does all the chapter titles, just stream of consciousness, cartel prisoners. (laughs) And it begins, quote, John stepped outside the task force headquarters building and stared out into the night. His thoughts went back to a small cabin on the reservation he grew up on and the woman who lived there alone these days. His mother's face came before him as he recalled the time when he had come home from an extended assignment, hoping to pleasantly surprise his mother and his deeply troubled younger brother. What he had found that night was his mother lying in bed, sobbing profusely. John rushed to her side, trying to comfort her. This is the page that he says mother like eight times. Yeah. It's, but first of all. And, and Benedict, we mentioned a troubled younger brother. We know that these characters are written as Native American. So yep. what do you think the brother's going to be troubled with? Yeah, it's booze. Alcoholism. It's booze. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's, that's not to say also, that alcoholism is not a problem among, among Native Americans, of, but look. that's mainly because of poverty and other systemic issues rather than yeah. the white man trope of, you know, the, the Native American like the drink too much. Uh, <laughs> that kind of bullshit. So well, you, it's that, but it's also like the, again, just the sheer amount of adjectives or adverbs this man is oh using God. is ridiculous. Hoping to pleasantly surprise his mother and his deeply troubled younger brother. Sorry, when someone is deeply troubled, there's no such thing as a pleasant surprise, <laughs> I would say. I, don't, oh. I mean, I don't know. Okay, there's also a point later in this chapter where I think I wrote down that I have a theory about this book. And it is that John Goad, our main character, is a paranoid schizophrenic, and we are reading from his perspective entirely, mm. including all of his delusions. So you think he's just an unreliable narrator? He keeps seeing people, Benedict, and he thinks he, he can control people. snakes. Yes, I think he might have some issues going on. I think he needs a little bit of help. That's my theory. That's 100% my theory about what's going on here. But so, yeah, uh, what happens here is basically that he gets there, his mom's mad, and then he meets his other brother, uh, whose name I don't think I highlighted. I don't remember if his brother's name is actually written. Did they give us? Adam. Oh, Adam. 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 That's right. Right. Adam is his brother's name. Uh, Adam and John. So Adam is, of course, drunk, and he gets into a, a shouty fight with his brother, um, and which leads to a really fucking ridiculous paragraph, which I'm just going to read for you. Help you with what, Adam? John asked gently. With Mama! He thrashed around wildly with anger. Help me with me. I needed help. I needed your help, John. We've been you've been like a father to me since I was two years old. Okay, I clearly not a very I was clearly, proud of you. Not a very good one. Like here's my brother that I raised so poorly that he's a like and look, I know alcoholism is not based on your upbringing mm-hmm. necessarily. But his, it like, it, I, I was a father figure trauma, that like just let let my yeah. let my brother slash son slide into this deeply traumatic experience. But we get this literally full paragraph of him just screaming at his brother, right? You were my big brother, always there for me. Then one day I looked around and you weren't there. You weren't anywhere. You didn't have time for me, your little brother. And 
I have to wonder if the author has experienced this conversation in real life because it's written. Pro- this Just is probably Steven the Segal best have. writing of the book. This Just is how Steven people Segal actually talk when they're in drunken, angry conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely is drunk. Do, do we know if Steven Seagal or this other man have a brother? Um, you know, I don't think I know that much about the actual author, Tom Morrissey. Steven, I think, is an only child off the top of my head, but I don't remember. I think he's an only child. Uh, Can I also just read, read you this 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 weird? Oh yes, sentence? please do. Well, so again, like when he is introduced to his brother, standing there wobbling, he was his extremely drunk brother smiling at him with his eyes as empty as a cold rainy night. <laughs> okay, can you smile with empty eyes? Maybe. Can you smile with eyes as empty as a cold rainy night? Is a cold rainy night empty? Is that what we would describe a cold rainy... Like, what is that what comes to your mind when you think, ah, cold rainy night, what's the adjective that's associated with emptiness? No, I don't think so. Not quite. Not quite. Um, Also, okay, here's another weird sentence. uh, When it's raining, the sky is actually full of rain. There's more precipitation in the air. So uh, it's actually more full than it would be on a night when it's not raining. Precisely. Um, also, another weird sentence. John felt a rush of guilt overwhelm him suddenly as the ra- reality of what his mother and brother were, were living in hit him hard. The reality of what his mother and brother were living in hit him hard? That's a weird way of phrasing that. Also, um, why don't you do something about it, John? Yeah, you're like, fucking a, a clearly well-off enough cop. Yeah! Do something. You're the super snake man. You can control snakes. Control yeah, some snakes, have the snakes to build them, build them a house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we both arrived at that side. It's the only logical conclusion. <laughs> I like to imagine the snake form and just bring the concrete around the side. I uh, no, I ordered, I ordered two pallets of two by fours. Two pallets. <laughs> we'll have to use you instead. Get laid down. I don't know why they're Russian. So they're Russian snakes. We all know this. Uh, they're um, uh, white Russian snakes. Uh, so. <laughs> Then, uh, content warning here. Um, also, okay, his hold on. You di- didn't know this dude's name, and it says Adam like 12 times on this page. Look, I didn't highlight it. That's why I didn't know <laughs> okay. it. I didn't highlight Also, I am looking now. Holy shit. It is the first it's word so of much. like three, four paragraphs on this page. It's just yeah. Adam. Adam, 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 Adam. Adam, Adam. Adam. <laughs> Steve. Maybe I should have remembered it. I'm going to call him Steve instead. Sure. Uh, but as uh, as you do, I guess, when your brother has abandoned you, you die by suicide. Um, which is it's great. Great. Great writing, guys. Um, there's, for some reason, already in this book, several characters who have been introduced just to be killed off. And we get another one, uh, I think, in the next chapter or the one after that. Because... Uh, Boy, they never read any of Gail Simone's stuff about fridging. We'll get to it when we get to it. Oh, shit. You know, I was skimming this, and I didn't see that paragraph. I just didn't even realize that Oh, that you didn't happened. even realize that's what happened to Adam? Shit. No. I got so distracted by her saying, you're a true mohawk when they're in Arizona. And as far as I know, the mohawks are in New York, largely. <laughs> Look, I don't know enough about Native American tribes to know Me where the neither. various uh, regions are. <laughs> But, but I know uh, the Mohawk was originally a New York I tribe. I think you're New correct York and on Can- that. It was an Iroquois tribe. I do think you're correct on that. But Benedict, as yeah. we've said many times, <laughs> do you really expect these two guys to get any of the no. Native American stuff right? I also, right? again, in the paragraph before, it says they found his body, which, I, just, I again, I'm reading for the first time live mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, 
Because of the way she says, I have the blood of a mother of two boys who are now men flying in my veins, John. <laughs> oh, it sounds okay. like she stole the blood. This was a murder, like Benedict. This was a murder. Sound, it doesn't sound like it's her blood. She murdered him for his blood. That's what happened. <laughs> no, I, oh, well, I read it like she murdered another woman who had, who had been with two, two boys. And trying, I, look, I don't know. Oh god, this book could have become so much better if it just made slightly different choices. Also, can we appreciate the phrase later on when he's learning from his granddad again? Yes. You must respect its critters when he's talking <laughs> about the world. There are some words like tummy that should just never be used. And critters is one of them. Uh no. I don't know why, but it just feels tummy critters, two words on my no no list. Uh we just okay. need to get rid of those ones. Sure. But yeah, so as you mentioned, um, suddenly, after thinking about his brother's death, he flashes back. uh, Even uh, further to thinking about when Grandad was teaching him some things. Yeah, and he says this. Adam would spend their summer evening sitting with their grandfather, listening to his stories about how the nation had come to this place, which is in quotes for some reason, and why they lived on the land, caring for it, and the many creatures that shared it with them. As my grandfather told my father and me, I will tell you. You must respect this land. You must respect its critters, he would yep. say. That's that's the gra- gravitas-filled advice that, and here's the thing. that has been passed from generation to generation. Because of the authorial intent here, I am incapable of reading that in any other way than like 1950s uh, uh, cowboy and Indian movies. Oh, the I keep reading this in Clint Eastwood voice. voice. Like I, I really, I, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but like all the, all the John Goad stuff and all the cop stuff, I read in Clint Eastwood voice. Really? It's just my, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, not I this, think I said this, before you're, that you're I do it around. in my mind in the uh, Christian Bale Batman voice. Gotcha. Because that's yeah, what yeah. Stephen thinks. No, that's fair like. enough. That's not well, but like the "Do you feel lucky, punk?" like that, you know that Clint yeah, Eastwood. Yeah, it's a very similar. It's a similar voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's similar. Uh, so skipping down a little ways, he says, "Quote." He loved and respected his grandfather and always stayed close to him, physically and spiritually. Okay. Mm. He physically stayed close to his grandfather. Strange. <laughs> Followed him around. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one day when he was 13, the elder man took John aside and told him, it's time you learn the old ways. Why did he have to take him aside? He was following him everywhere. Right. <laughs> to, to take a second. Also, like, taking someone aside, I know is a commonly used phrase, but what if you two were alone? Like, yeah. You don't need to take someone aside. You can just be like, hey, Johnny, uh, let's talk. You don't need to go what anywhere else. What percentage chance do you think the old ways are like, look, you got to give people some fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> look, kid, there's this thing called personal space. And you're fucking inside of mine. <laughs> be one with the land over there. <laughs> but he continues. Um... What are the old ways, Grandfather? He's 13. He's going through puberty. The voice is cracking. Young John asked. They are ways that will help you throughout your life. They are the ways of seeing without looking and hearing without listening. They are the ways of the spirit. And that was the line where I went, oh, I know that voice. I know that voice from, like, John Wayne movies. That's the old Native American man. Yeah, I also like the, like... Even yeah, don't do it. <laughs> even even the way that they're trying to bring in like Native American spirituality into this, they still have to be like, ah, you know, it's kind of like Aikido. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, next page. I'm reading that part. I'm reading that. I'm reading it right now. I'm reading it right now. Quote: His tracking ability was uncanny, as was his talent for learning things that pertained to his internal self, 
like the ancient Chinese art of Bagua and the Japanese art of Aikido. He called them life arts, not just because they were studied throughout one's life, but because, as in his case, they had saved his life on several occasions. <laughs> this dude, like, has never let a sentence breathe in his life. He's like, hey, here's a sentence. Now let me explain what that sentence means to you in excruciating detail. Also, I will point out that there are approximately only five people on the planet whose lives have ever actually been saved by martial arts. Um, mm. That is not how Don't that get happened. our audience mad at us again. I w- I w- oh, God. Come on. Look. That you don't you don't get your life saved by martial arts. This is, this is not how it works. It's not how it works. Look, it's I'm sure it's a great pastime. It's a great thing. I'm sure it can be used in self defense. I'm talking about Steven Seagal imagining that he is in the CIA and thinking that his martial arts are what helped him complete his imaginary missions. That hasn't yeah. happened. It hasn't That's, fucking happened. Okay. It certainly never saved Steven Seagal's life. It if anything, it has brought him closer to death. It certainly is not. I'm I'm sure there are some people who have some martial arts training who stopped an attacker with a knife once. I'm sure that's happened. Uh, yeah. Good. Great. I was making fun of Steven Seagal. I'm sorry, audience. I'm. So- you know who I'm talking to. I'm sorry. I'm I, so I sorry. <laughs> I know you're gonna tweet me anyways. Anyways, so. The, what was this, like four or five pages of intro to this chapter where we're just yeah. wandering through John's past? <laughs> where we're just having flashback inside, flashback inside, flashback. Yes. It's like Inception, it but is. for flashbacks of this weird dude's <laughs> life. <laughs> but now, Noche interrupts. Snap back to the present. I feel Snap like, back to reality. Isn't that the second time gravity. that Noche has knocked him out of a daydream? I feel like that's yeah. got to be the second that's time. That's Noche's so only function in this book. Oh, like, I hey, love that uh, for him. You good? I do love that for him. Oh, God. Uh, But he says, John, I have an idea that we are getting to the other two. I think we can work them and maybe get something good. Which is just, what what are you trying to communicate here? What are you trying to tell John? It was clear enough for John. Because John goes, yeah, I was thinking that too. Yes! (laughs) God, you people. You fucking people. So apparently they're doing, um, you know, what all cops do, which is lie to suspects and say that the other suspects have already said that they're the guy. Is that legal? That yes. feels illegal. Unfortunately, okay. that is legal. Um, kidnapping much of the rest of what they do in this chapter home, is not yeah. legal, but that say, is legal. Kidnapping people and taking them to your yes, home is not legal. they do a kidnapping. <laughs> they absolutely yeah. do a kidnapping. You are 100% yeah. correct. That is a kidnapping. <laughs> uh, that was my legal read of the situation. I wasn't <laughs> sure, but I was pretty sure. I loved it so much as I got to like, oh, wait, oh, God, wait, I know this is a trope, but wait, they're actually just doing a kidnapping. <laughs> just kidnapping him. Here's the thing. Let me tell people. Um, you, A cop is not allowed to take you wherever they want to take you. That is kidnapping if they take There's you somewhere. There's presumably they... a very strict set of rules of where yeah. they're allowed yeah, to take you. Yeah, there are a very limited number of places that a cop is allowed to take you. One, the police station. Two, jail. Three, fuck off. That's about <laughs> it. That's just about the list. If they try to take you anywhere else, they are kidnapping you. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, I was just blown away when that happened because I was really like, wait, are they going to throw every single trope into this book? Are yes. They just, it's, yeah, it's like they have a checklist, right? That's that's sincerely what I thought. Like, okay, what are all the cop things? Okay, torturing the suspect. We got that one. Kidnapping mm-hmm. the suspect. Yeah, they do that a lot, right? Okay, putting a bag over the head. We got that. Like, they yep. just keep putting them all into it. And Taking them to Joe Arpaio's weird concentration okay. camp. Yep. <laughs> you got there before I planned to, but we have to talk I'm about sorry. now the fact that you are a fucking psychic. Right. 
<laughs> I think it was last time, right? You yeah. predicted yeah, yeah. when they said that they needed a safe place to take them, that they were yeah. going to take them to Joe Arpaio. And sure <laughs> as fucking shit, they take them to the Maricopa County Jail. They're not there yet, and they don't get there in this bit. But yes, no. that is where they are going. But it's fucking great. Yep. I couldn't believe like well, I, that's presumably right why he wrote the foreword. Oh right? yeah, I, I mean, started yeah. flipping through pages just to <laughs> see if his name ever pops up. And I swear to God, if Joe Arpaio's name pops up, you will hear my erection hit the bottom of my desk. <laughs> like <laughs> I will be so fucking happy. It'll be just impulse. It'll be entirely impulse. <laughs> I won't be able to control it. But yeah, they take them to the Maricopa County. We're not there yet, but yeah, you fucking brought it up. We had to address it. So sure. We go back to the interrogation scene, and you recall how their interrogation strategy up to this point has essentially been sit there quietly. <laughs> and be like, hey, you, you, your boy flipped. And uh-huh. then they go, no, he fucking didn't. And then they go, ah, oh, yeah, you're right. And that's basically how it continues <laughs> And that's here. how it continues, so they kidnap him. <laughs> so John goes into the room with one of his guys, and at this point I lost track of, like, they had nicknames for the three guys, I think, at Dude. some point. I have never they? known who is speaking less. Yeah. For someone who has so many dialogue markers of, like, John said hurriedly, or, mm-hmm. like, you know, every line is, like, John said, John said, John said. I have no idea who's talking, like, half the time. Yeah, he does that thing a lot that's a problem. Where And, and the way that you fix it normally when you're writing fiction is you have a line break for the next piece yeah. of dialogue. But he has several times in this this chapter where he has two people talking in the same paragraph with no line break and no indication of when they have start it started a new person talking. It's just yeah, it's just as we always say, I will pay for all the right wing editors. We just need to get these people some fucking editors. We really do. Send me a bill. I'll do it. Honestly, <laughs> like <laughs> Look, we know they're flooded with dark money cash. They can afford yeah. your rates. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, at least, okay. In the case of this book, we know it was self-published by Tom Morrissey. So yeah. maybe Tommy doesn't have the cash to, to put up your bill. Anyway, so yeah, he goes in, he sits down with his guys. Uh, he's calling a desperado. Um, Desperado. And yeah. I wish he just started singing the Eagles at him because why the Eagles were. Why don't you come down your fences? Why don't you come to your senses? You open the out. gate. That's all. I have tried to remember all the lyrics. Dance Something around. for so long. Anyway, um, th- that would have been a better tactic than what they do. <laughs> yes, it would have been. Because what they do, once again, <clears throat> is sit there until the other guy says something and then talk shit at him. That's it. But also, John like is like, oh, please don't hurt me. Oh, I'm scared of you. <laughs> ah. But like in a really like sarcastic way. And then the other guy's like, I wouldn't hit girls. And then John's <laughs> like, oh, good. That's literally the whole interaction. And then my favorite bit is when... Ta- uh, is it Tonto? Is it well, Tonto no, it, it, Well, Tonto leads into my favorite okay. bit. Right? He says... So it, originally he says, uh, it's easy when you're up against someone who can't do anything for you, Tonto. And then he looked down at his knees to show frustration or something. And then uh, John says, ain't that what Tano means in Spanish, fool, fool? Which is, that's the setup to my later thing where he says, you think I'm going to swallow that bullshit essay? Essay? So now you're calling me a homeboy? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing that, man? (laughs) Which essay doesn't mean homeboy. (laughs) I mean, slangily, it kind of does, but that's not, like, the direct translation. Uh, yes, it means the direct translation is chum. Uh, <laughs> Homeboy. <laughs> that's 
Oh God! I, I, the only thing that can make it better is if this guy went for a literal translation. Uh, casa, <laughs> that. Ca- casa Hoven, whatever it would be. Oh boy, Chico Hoven. Chico Hoven. Yeah, oh, Chico, Hoven, Chico Casa yeah. Chico, yeah. something like that. That would yeah, be great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not young boy. Sorry. Yeah. Casa Chico. <laughs> I, I even my brain was like, "There's no way that's right." <laughs> like my brain also corrected your Spanish. That would be Spanish, the ultimate like, white guy. The, the ultimate white guy Spanish is just literal <laughs> translations of words over into Spanish. I want that so bad. I want that Casa so bad. Chico. Yeah, that's someone okay. who doesn't that's, understand what an idiot my, is. I'm changing my Twitter Twitter bio from Benedict Casa Chico. <laughs> so. Uh, they tell this also, guy. He, sorry, hold on. I'm so sorry. Yeah. He then leaves for 20 minutes and says, "You and your other friend next door are heading to the jail for playtime essay." Oh yeah, Which, yeah. Okay, and that's no, no, gross. I got to point out that I you can, said he no, no, left no, for 20 minutes, second. and the only that, indication we get is that he does nothing in those 20 minutes. He just walks out, <laughs> waits, and then comes back in. Well, I think he went to look up what essay now. <laughs> <laughs> Because then he comes back and uses, and he started writing five thousand words about grapes of wrath. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, he comes back and uses it in a sentence. So he was like, "Okay, I got this. I'm gonna use it in a sentence and see if see how he reacts." That's better. I like that he had to go get his Spanish to English translation dictionary and look up. No, he went and asked Noche. He was like, "Hey, man, what does essay mean? Does it mean homeboy? Because I really went on a limb there." He called me some word. Okay, and this is an example of what I was talking about, where the character goes back and forth between, like, you know, what we think of as, like, uh, Los Angeles uh, Mexican slang and, like, non-regional diction, right? Like, and <laughs> referencing mean, the Lone friends? Ranger. This character, as far as we know, is in his early 20s. Yeah, I have no idea. I they lost me on the Lone Ranger. That it's an old TV show from like the sixties. No, I know yeah. what it is. I just like I didn't understand why they started talking about the Lone Ranger. Makes no sense. Does not make any sense. But yeah, so he comes back in and he starts telling this guy that they are telling the cops are telling the other two guys that this guy is flipping. I presume in an attempt to get him murdered, which is sure. which is not great. It's really not great. I wouldn't recommend. Um, and then, yes, they do announce that they are going to be taking him to the Maricopa County Jail. Yeah, yeah. That's really what they're doing. And that leads us into the next chapter, chapter 10, Death Sign, which I have just titled Fridged Before Her First Line. Oh. If you don't know what fridging is, just for, for reference, I think I've, I've brought it up several times on the show. Uh, Gail Simone, wonderful comic book writer that I love, uh, back in the late 90s, uh, started a website uh, called Women in Refrigerators, which is a reference to uh, a Green Lantern comic where mm. his girlfriend, and I don't remember which Green Lantern it was, there's several Green Lanterns, uh, but his girlfriend was murdered and stuffed into a fridge. Um, and it's a reference to the use of female characters solely for the uh, motive of male characters. Happens a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's a trope. It's a trope. Not for just a in comic books. No, it happens everywhere. And that is, boy, that's what happened here. So, yep. If you all remember, uh, the the female reporter who we spent probably three pages of John and I think it was Noche drooling Being over. Being like, that. that is a hot journalist. Oh, yeah. Just, boy, if you would have seen her, John, she had boobs like a 747. Huge you know what I mean? Huge tracks of land. <laughs> Huge tracks of land. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, like yeah. a rock. Uh, 
<laughs> just ridiculous dialogue between those two about how hot this reporter that just John like had bag, not bags seen. of sand. <laughs> yes, that I did quote Anchorman. You're welcome. Oh no, forty year old virgin. That's forty year old virgin. No, okay, wrong bags of sand. That is a reference in forty year old virgin referencing the Will Smith vehicle, uh, Wild Wild West. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, is it? That's what it that. is, I believe. Uh, okay. But anyways, uh, so yeah, we had these these pages of them drooling over her. And then, first thing that happens here, before she can have a single line, she is murdered by the cartel. Immediately murdered by the cartel. <laughs> it starts off saying, quote, The next morning, John tried to reach the woman reporter. Why did you write <laughs> that, it that lady way? reporter what called him the other day. Why did you write it that way? The woman reporter Maria. That is so fucking weird. Why would you... Look, I can understand the female reporter. It still is clunky. It doesn't make sense. And it really feels like you're trying to stress that she's a woman. And how cute it is that women can have jobs too. But you can just say, try to reach the reporter Maria again. Or even just say, the woman. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) either way. We'd get it eventually when you murdered her. Sure. I don't really care. But uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they don't get, he doesn't contact her because uh, she had been, the night before, uh, had a knock on her hotel room door. Uh, three men rushed in, put a plastic bag over her head, and killed her. And, yep, that, that's But they it. didn't find what she had in her coffee maker. No, apparently, which I don't, yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so they look through her phone and look at her caller ID, which, here's the thing about this. Um, if you don't have someone's... Uh, contact saved in your phone it's mm-hmm. just gonna show you a number but yeah he looks at it and says looks like we got to her just in time meaning that either he has memorized john goad's phone number or she has gotten his number and put it in her phone already when she hasn't met him yet when she had just dropped by the department and she dropped off coffee number, that's possible i look i think that's okay uh, fine they fine. might she might have been like hey what's john's number and they might have been like ah it's this yeah you know how places just give out people's cell phone numbers yeah especially the cops yeah you know how that works so yeah they put her body in a suitcase uh and they sneak her out through the lobby as you do uh and i was unclear like also hold on okay <laughs> they call it a dead body laden suitcase which i'm not sure is the best way to describe laden a suitcase suit- with a body in it like yeah. is it that that's sounds like there's like 12 bodies in a suitcase filled filled would be an yeah. appropriate word right you can yeah. fill a suitcase with one body but sure. yeah I, you know what laden i think you are laden correct, that's, implies a, that's multi- like a donkey you know, look, here, here, that's carrying the it was their second stop of the day and you know what suitcases are expensive you buy that's one true. you buy one triple xl size rather than buying multiple small ones it saves you a lot in the long run uh and that's the way they do their work you know two two mm-hmm. bodies one suitcase uh, sure uh, but yeah, that's what happens. So they sneak out and they are in this, this hotel, which, uh, I believe is like a casino. Cause we learned them it is a casino hotel. Cause they told us that before. Yeah. Because here's the thing, Benedict, it's on the reservation. You know mm. how all the native Americans, they all have casinos. That's how that mm-hmm. works. I told the story about the racist thing. My dad said when we were in Canada, yep. right? I'm pretty you sure did. I told yep. that story. Yep. That yep. one always yep. gets to me every time. So they take her out to the desert. And one of the guys asks, how deep do we bury her? And the answer is, deep enough so the grave doesn't get noticed, but not so deep the coyotes can't get at her. They gotta eat too, you know. And I would like to think that this guy is just concerned with the local wildlife, and he wants mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, they're receiving the, a proper nutrition. I like to think and that's what's going on here. To be fair, that is how John finds her. Okay, 
we, presumably uh, have. We talked about this before we started okay. recording. We have to we have to deal with this right now, right? Sure. Okay, because the beginning of this book started with with a woman in the desert with her hands and uh, feet cut off. I think I think the head was cut off too. I don't remember. Uh, but anyways, headless tor- torso in the in the desert. That's how we started off this book. Now you think yep. that that is this woman's body. Yeah, and the reason I think that is because just after this, when the, the empty hotel room, Jimmy and Sweet Tooth go and try and talk to the woman, and they say, uh, th- and she's not there, and Jimmy freaks out, which is what Sweet Tooth said happened a few days ago. But that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. That's why I'm confused, because, because they said this is the night before. I thought which... this was just a second. I, I thought there was one woman who was murdered and left in the desert. And then I thought this is another woman who is being murdered and left the desert because but it's the se- all, but because that first they're... body was found several days before this several days had passed, but this story yeah, about the woman but... being murdered the the reporter the lady reporter being murdered happened the night before the interrogation. That's what it says, yeah, but it doesn't make sense timeline wise because the, Jimmy yeah, Jimmy and Sweet Tooth go to the hotel know, room man, the night this sense. woman is murdered, Point and she's being, not there either. Uh, this entire universe exists within a time paradox. Or, option B... <laughs> Doctor Who's gonna come and save the day any second. <laughs> option B, shitty writing. I don't know. I'll leave it up to the listener to decide which one it is. I, I have a theory. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if this book turns out to be some very deep sci-fi at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, the Jeremy Barramy from The Good Place. Just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they cut off her hands and feet. They they put her in the desert. Blah blah blah. And this, as you mentioned, uh, Sweet Tooth and his brother, whose name we learned is uh, Jimmy Bagaye, uh, which I guess would be both of their last. Which names, again, right? this is supposed to be the night before, mm-hmm. and yet several days have passed. No, um, I think that this one would be. Well, it is still the night before, but it's after they've killed her and taken her away. Yeah. None of this but, makes sense. But, but Sweet Tooth tells this story to John when they go out into the desert but wh- together. Okay, here's the thing. What if that happened a time before? What if this is the second time his the brother's taken to a hotel? The second woman has gone missing at a hotel. <laughs> I don't think so. About okay, I actually went back and looked up, like, because it said a few days ago I went with my brother to the hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this timeline just can't make sense. No, it just if this make is sense. the body they found in the desert, it cannot make sense. Well, even if it's not, like unless they're just going to hotels trying to find a woman every night, it, like none of it makes sense. Which they might be. I don't fucking know. Look, some guys are desperate like that. You never know. Uh, plenty of dating. <laughs> he, got, he got ghosted by a Tinder match with his brother a couple days earlier. It's, it's all unconnected. The other one was just him getting ghosted by a Tinder match. That's what it all is. <laughs> Anyway, fucked up. Uh, Jimmy is freaking out because he had set up to meet with this reporter and talk to her, presumably. And he's starting to realize that something's wrong since she's not answering the hotel room door. Although, you know, sometimes people aren't in their hotel rooms. That also happens as well. They just Yeah, but he knows that this woman's being targeted. Yeah, sure. Uh, And he's freaking out and he needs to call his cartel handler. Uh, Hefe, of course, is what you call that person. Um, it, it actually, at one point, specifically calls him his Hefe. His Hefe. Which is just strange. I would, I, I, look, I would have, I would have given the author $10. I would have Venmoed this dude if he had accidentally written Jeff instead of <laughs> His Jeffy. His Jeffy. You know, That's his, who he's coming to Jeff. talk to. His Jeff. <laughs> So uh, uh, Jimmy calls him, and uh, he said, Hefe tells him not to talk to anyone, 
come talk to him in person. Uh, but he doesn't then, like phones. Yeah, doesn't like doesn't phones, like of course, as you don't. Uh, we've all seen uh, Goodfellas. Uh, but uh, Sweet Tooth is a little uh, weirded out by this whole thing, right? He uh, gets back into the car just as Jimmy's getting off the phone. And, but he is incredibly uh, credible and believes everything his brother tells him, apparently. that uh, actually not credible. Well, whatever it is, I don't care. Because all it takes is about two lines of dialogue of Jimmy telling Tooth that, ah, oh, man... I was just coming here to see a hot chick. And Tooth actually asks the question that should be asked after that, which is, mm-hmm. why'd you bring me then? <laughs> just, just in case, bro. I don't know. And his brother says, I guess I wanted you to see how the other half lives. Sure. <laughs> and Tooth appears to just believe all of this. Just believe it's, all it's, of it. It's extremely credible. Yeah, extremely. And then they are leaving the uh, hotel, and this is where we get aligned, which goes back to that whole uh, casino thing. Uh, it says, quote, He liked the fact that his big brother was made to look the fool, and his big brother wasn't taking it too well. Sweet Tooth scanned the grounds <clears throat> of the luxurious hotel as they drove off, headed for the other side of the reservation. This side was like another planet, so lush and green. He always liked looking at it. One of the wonders the white eyes gambling habits had brought to his people. A bit ironic. Mm, Don't like that. Don't like it either. Don't like it either. But you know what I do like, Benedict, is the next chapter, which I have titled on my own, Racist Socratic Dialogues, which is basically exactly what it is. I like that. The actual title is The Cartel and the Jihadists. Uh, but this begins with them driving, uh, kidnapping. I this say. is the kidnapping, yeah. This, this is, the is where they're like, oh, yes. we're, ta- we're taking you to fucking this dude's house. Noche's Ranch. They're taking him to Noche's Ranch in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where people get murdered. That's just where people get murdered. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they don't tell him where they're taking him either. Also a big no-no. Something you generally should do. Tell someone where you're taking him. But this starts off with John, as I said, engaging in some... Racist lines of questioning. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really not great. So the the guy, who I still don't think has gotten a name, I still don't think they've given this guy, I think they give him one by the end of the chapter, but we still haven't gotten a name for this one guy they're singling out out of the three that they've been interrogating. Uh, mm-hmm. He says to John, Where are you getting this? Why should I feel bad about doing my job? It's my job. Only a job. <laughs> like your job. You're How many times can you say job? How many sentence? times? I don't know. It's just a job, man. Just a job. You're stopping them from getting into this country, from getting a chance to get a taste of what you got. And oh, they this don't is the got. worst. This is so bad. You like your job, don't you? <laughs> sure. And then John resp- and look, the only thing to compare this to is the fucking racist Skittles meme that Donald Trump Jr. It shared is just back like in like that. 2016. Yep. It is uh, just like John that. says, quote. I look at it like, sorry, wrong voice. I'm sorry, sorry, you think he, the, whoever wrote this, presumably whatever his name is, Tom, Tom Morrissey, Morrissey yep. thinks this is a great philosophical Yes, he point. does. Yes, he does. John said, quote, I look at it like this. What happens if there are a thousand people trying to get on a boat that only holds, say, five, six hundred? What happens? Think about it. Well. No. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that holds up if you think that the U.S. can only hold, say, five, six hundred people. Five, six hundred people, yeah. But, uh, hey, Johnny boy, you just spent a large portion of this book in the fucking desert, which is nothing Mm -hmm. but open space. We got plenty of space, buddy. 
I mean, maybe not in the desert, to be fair. It's not, well, yeah, there's, a, know, there's no, a resource the problem yeah, in the desert. Yeah, but it is a very low population density country, generally. Yes. It, as a matter of fact, we happen to have plenty of space. Also, the problem just is capitalism. Add it, well, yes. <laughs> just adding to the idiocy of this, he says, and well, so he just, like, he's like, it's a loaded question. I'm obviously not going to answer that. You're a dumbass. Yep. And then John says, and John did not let up. And what the gang member asked as an answer, which is a fucking mouthful. And then John says, and I'll keep asking you until you have the rationale to answer the question. And then he says, what does rationale mean? And then he said, and then John says, it means lack of stupidity. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Rationale does not make sense in that sentence. This guy's dictionary was broken. (laughs) Dude, he's going to have to go away for 20 minutes again and find out what the word means and then come back and use it in a sentence in it again. It is ridiculous. Here's the other thing, though. I think we all, at some point in our childhood, had that moment where we asked an adult a question that probably cut through a lot of the bullshit that they thought because, you know, children don't know any better, so they ask the simple questions. Um, And the adult did reply with something like what John did here because he just doesn't have a fucking answer. (laughs) Because, as he said, our our kidnappee here did properly point out that it's a loaded question. It It includes a a presumption that there's not enough room in this country for people, which is very, very dumb. It is very, very dumb. So, yeah, there's just a whole lot of stupid back and forth. They they call each other stupid. They just say rude things to each other. But, yeah, they're taking them to Noche's ranch. And uh, this is a kidnapping. This is a matter of fact a kidnapping. As I said, cops can never, cannot take you wherever they want to. And just, you know, just so you know, generally the elements of the crime of kidnapping are to carry away another person mm-hmm. against their will willfully. That's generally it. And yeah, the, that that meets the elements there. That's we got yep. that going on. And they do as a matter of fact put a bag over his head at yep, some point. Yep. Fully put a bag over his head. They put I a again bag over his missed head. that and I only saw them taking the bag off. And then it's like, <laughs> "Oh, when did they put the bag on the head?" Well, That's I think confusing. the idea is because they don't want him to know where Noche's ranch is. But still, as I'll point out, you shouldn't be putting bags over heads. You should generally not be putting bags over heads. Ever, really? That shouldn't yeah. happen. Yeah, just never put a bag over anybody's head. Unless it's entirely consensual. That's, uh, yep, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's... Sure. <laughs> but have a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bag over your head. You need a different... Uh, yeah, well, I'll talk off signal. the air about methods of uh, uh, using a, a safety mechanism when people are unable to communicate verbally. We'll sure. talk about that off the air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But we do learn a little bit about this guy's backstory, which is that his whole family was killed because they were robbing the marijuana crops from the cartel and got mm-hmm. caught. But he wasn't killed which that is day. bad, to be fair. You shouldn't do that. That's silly. Yeah, you shouldn't murder people for uh, robbing your marijuana crops. You, you really also shouldn't just shouldn't rob marijuana from the cartel. Like, that's, yeah, that's a you know, rookie, look, rookie move. Um, if it was uh, a capitalist enterprise, uh, I'll stick with my general rule that every bank teller should be allowed to steal $10 a day. Um, yeah. The, you know, sim- similar principle with your corporate marijuana overlords. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a gram a day. Uh, that should be the general <laughs> rule. Something about that. <laughs> anyway, an, an ounce is too much. Don't do that. So, yeah, he wasn't murdered because he wasn't with them. Uh, but, you know, it's... Boy, it's strange. John just goes in on him about, how are you doing this to other people, man, when your family got killed for blah, 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 blah. 
And the guy's like, what do you mean? What do you mean, man? Like, <laughs> what What are you talking about? Like, dude, I'm just, I'm just a guy doing shit. Like, I don't know, man. It's very weird. But I did love this line, which was very funny to me. And it is, well, this couple of lines here. So you're going to cut me a deal? Is that where you're going? It all depends, John said, shrugging his shoulders. All depends on what? We doing a little dance now? I don't <laughs> dance, Hefe. Not the kind of dance you're talking about. I do the foxtrot. I do the leap. I do the limbo. But I don't do your kind of dance. I'll let you guess where lines were added there by me. I feel like you need to like say when you're quoting and when you're not. Because it's not always <laughs> obvious. If this guy just starts going through dances that he does do, I do the robot. I do that uh, Saturday Night Fever dance that uh, uh, from that movie. I do, <laughs> I do the stanky leg and no other dances. <laughs> I've been known to dabble in cranking that. <laughs> that would make this book so much better. But um, John reveals that he knows about the jihadists that are being brought in. Uh, sure. That's going on here. And then, yes, they finally, after all this bullshit, just worthless dialogue, arrive at the, the ranch, at Noche's ranch. And that is where we get some fucking great bullshit, Benedict. We get all the really great bullshit, yeah. Great bullshit. So they start off, they let him take a piss, which is nice. Uh, then they put the handcuffs back on. And they got him in, I guess, the living room. I think that's where they are. And they start questioning him, as you do, after you've kidnapped someone. Yeah, that, I mean, you got to at least have the pretense of of purpose. And Ben, I think we need to do a reading of uh, of basically this next page here. So I'll okay. start. Where, I'll do where John. Is, hold on. Where are you? Where uh, are you? Sixty six down near the bottom. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna read as John, and you can read all the other lines. All right. Okay. I think it's just the the cartel guy. So, <clears throat> look, I think you guys think that I got some kind of. Cho- oh wait, no, I'm reading your line there. I read the wrong one. I read the wrong line. How about you go ahead and start there where I just started. Sure. Look, I think you guys think that I got some kind of choice here. If I don't do what they want me to do, everything changes for me. Asshole. No, no, asshole, that's my name. Whose line is that? That's my name. Asshole looked from... Because he said, you can call me asshole. Okay, okay. So they're currently calling him asshole in the dialogue. That's why it was... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. get a fucking editor. Yeah, yeah. That could be over, essay. You could change all that. If you wanted. I don't think you exhaled as you said that, really. I think you should try that line again. Just a small Give me over, essay. (laughs) 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 You gotta force all the air out of the lungs. That's how you do it. Uh, Sorry, you could change all that if you want. You don't understand. You just don't understand. These guys are they're like a machine, man. They take you out without even grunting. Where'd you learn to speak English? East LA. I lived there on and off for about five years. <laughs> How come? No are you really going to ask me that? Yeah, I really do. Why are you living in LA? I was a... Uh, how do you say? Uh, Como se dice? Como se dice? <laughs> coordinator. Yeah, I was a coordinator. Hell, I thought you were going to say you were a community organizer, like Obama was in Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, just like him. Yeah, that's real good. Never heard anyone give what you did a job description. You know, I did do some sweet organizing there. Okay, okay, I got to just point out. That is 
the first of two times the Barack Obama joke is made in this chapter. It's very weird. Also, the way this dude is switching from like, these dudes will kill you soon as look at you to being like, man, I was a good ass drug dealer. Yeah, man. <laughs> Coordinator. I like that term. That's what yeah. we're going to go with. So that's about <laughs> the way this whole thing goes. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on there. Basically, but it's not the Mexicans that are in charge. It's like hinted that it's the, it's the jihadists. Yeah. So that's the thing is that he says at one point, that they asked him, the, the, the mysterious people who are leading, right, the guys who are not Mexicanos, uh, that they asked him to find some hard asses, that they wanted some warriors, people, quote, bring us people who don't have nothing and got nothing to lose. Uh, and he found them about 20, which I feel like... Doesn't seem like enough. No. For overthrowing the United States government or carrying out your massive terrorist attack, feels like you need, I don't know, five or six more than that. At, yeah. at, you know, at least. Uh, I mean, it depends who it is. If it's, like, the president, then that's a good start. <laughs> well, like, we do know the president is apparently part of this, but I don't think this cartel guy has a line up to uh, Barack Obama's office. I think that's who they're pretending is still president during this I think book. so, yeah. I think it's so. very unclear, but I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't be uh, smearing Donald Trump as though he was part of this plot. Um, but they never, at least as far as we've read so far, they don't say anything about it. So they say that there's one guy in particular, a guy from Norte. Um, I was unaware that anyone called the United States Norte, but that appears to be what they're doing here. I've never heard it referred to that way. I I also haven't, but I could see it happening. Okay. But John asks, actually asks what part of Norte is he from? (laughs) Look, man. Just say the U.S. Just say the fucking U.S. if that's what you mean. But it doesn't know. But yeah, they do the uh, organizing, community organizing joke again, like again. Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, so, so funny. And then John asks what it was that these bosses were having him do. And I'm unsure whether this is a sarcastic comeback or not. Because our cartel guy says, I think they told me that they are starting a landscaping business in the Baja. <laughs> then they're expanding north here in Arizona and over in California. No, I think that's true. I think that's what they're doing. I, you know but what? But it's also not a front for drug dealing. They're just trying to go legit. Again, like Hank and fucking Barry. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. So yeah, the rest of this, uh, pretty fucking boring. Not a whole lot to really care about here. But they tell him that they're going to take him back to jail because John's boss called. Um, and John's boss is very bad at his job mm-hmm. because he's wondering where the fuck they are. And just look, based off of some clues they gave us earlier in this chapter about how far away this is from everywhere, right? They said that it was about 25 minutes from where they were when they left the jail. Um, so 25 minutes, 25 minutes back, 50 minutes, close to an hour, right? They're at the house for who knows how long, but it has to be at least, I don't know, what'd you say, 20, 30 minutes? We're talking about an hour and something round trip when they should have been going from wherever they were straight to the Maricopa County Jail. It was like, oh, we stopped to get some food. Like, uh uh-huh. Yeah, and then, Benedict, they tell the guy the story he is supposed to tell his compadres when he gets back, which is that they stopped to get some food on the way. And that he had to go to the bathroom and shit himself for a while. <laughs> so, you know, look, I was only, I was shitting for like 45 minutes in a jack-in-the-box bathroom, man. I don't know what you expect me Dude, to say. Dude, it was rough. It was, it was tough in there. It it was, was, I was really fighting for my tough. life in that bathroom. <laughs> so, hey, you seen that scene from Austin Powers with the Who Does yep. Number Two Work For? It was just like that. Just like that. 
but yeah, also, I did skip over it. This is the point where John's uh, paranoid delusions start acting up again. Because he's outside the house and, on the phone call. And he sees a man in the shadows and runs and there's nobody there. So, yeah, man. I'm pretty sure that this this book is being told with an unreliable narrator. It's not good, yeah. This is like the fourth time he has seen someone who was not there. It keeps <laughs> happening. Pretty sure Shadow that's an wolves. issue. He really needs to go check and get some help. So, they're taking him finally to drop him off at the jail. And now we finally get his name. And what is it, Benedict? Well, okay. First of all, the reason we get his name is because we have a nice, like assault joke in there where mm-hmm. they're like you can't be called called asshole in the jail because people are going to find yeah, want to find out what that means prison rape because it's so funny hilarious yeah, yeah. and then yeah. uh he says jaime and then in spanish that isn't correct he <laughs> says, see i was waiting for you to point that out because <laughs> even i knew that was not correct it's he says me nombre es jaime yeah. which it's either me llamo jaime or uh-huh. mi nombre es jaime uh-huh. yep. not me nombre es jaime. Yes. M- M-E. Nombre. Ah, inc- uh, uh, yeah. Mi nombre es Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it so much. I love it so much. All of the character building straight out the window. It's so good, man. And then, Benedict, we get to the tasty treat that comes at the, the end of each one treat, of these readings. Which so has far. actually the best line that I have seen. Is it in the first line? So it is the first it's line. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Oh my it's, God. It's I'm actually gonna... a half decent line. I'm going to read the whole thing. This is basically like I do with most of our books where I, I read the last page because it's, it's like, it's a page and a half ish. Uh, and I'm just going to read because it's fucking beautiful. I love that basically every four chapters, he gives us a cutaway to like the evil bad guys sitting in a room talking about their evil plot. And it's Plotting. so good. It's so good. But it's good. different evil bad guys every time. Every time, yes. <laughs> so it begins, quote, <clears throat> General Clap called VD behind his back. <laughs> Amazing. But I gotta no give notes. the author credit Honestly. for that one. I gotta, you don't have to hand it to him, but you can give him credit for that. But you I have no notes can. for that line. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, behind his back was pensive. 40 years of national service, evenly divided between protecting the Constitution and dishonoring the Constitution. He never thought he would see the day that swearing fealty or allegiance to a powerful family... What? Okay, hold on there. I just realized that. Swearing it's fealty a or thing, allegiance? For sure. Yeah, either. As though those Fine. are different things? Those are yeah, synonyms, well, buddy. Well, that's true, yeah. They're synonyms. Uh, to a powerful family who were more than just part of the deep state would make him feel like a third-rate whore on a New York street corner. That's, that's anti, coded anti-Semitism, right? That's the, uh, that's the deal there. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, at some point we do have scheduled, I have, I mean, by which I mean I have it in my list, to do a lunatic fringe episode about the deep state, I, the deep, deep state conspiracy, and also, you know, uh, there's going to be one about uh, QAnon and stuff. But we've talked a lot about how most conspiracy theories are coded anti-Semitism. Yeah. And coded might be the wrong word because it is context dependent depending on the speaker, right? A lot of these people don't just don't know that this comes from coded anti-Semitism, that it is like a watering down of the protocols of the elders of Zion or something like that. So they mm-hmm. don't know. And I think you do have to dis- ascribe different levels of uh, responsibility uh, based off what the individual knows as far as what they're spreading. Now, sure, but we're assuming what they know. Yeah, I don't know with Tom Morrissey yet. I mean, we know he's a QAnon guy. We do know that about him. But I don't know how much, you know, I don't know his feelings on, on Jews. I, I just don't know. 
I know yeah, he's written okay. some heinous shit about Native Americans in this book, sure. but I yep. can't tell you much else beyond that. So anyways, it continues. Um, at the time, he had thought only of the $100 million in offshore money. Now he understood the price of that $100 million. Why did you write it that way? $100 mi- Just put $100 million. Doesn't have to yep. be one hundred million. <laughs> one million dollars. <laughs> Time to retire. I'm too old for this shit. He thought. Cool. That feels like a copyrighted line. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Okay, here's the thing. If we're gonna bring, uh, <laughs> if we're gonna bring in uh, Lethal Weapon, and uh, why am I blanking on the actor's name? Why am I Danny... Mel Gibson? Uh, then we do oh, have okay. to talk about some anti-Semitism. <laughs> Because there's no question when it comes to Mel Gibson. Oh, he's for sure anti-Semitic. Oh, yes, 100%. On on the record, (laughs) anti-Semitic. Then he continued, Let's go, people. I have 15 minutes to tell you what you need to be doing for the next week. Feels like you could schedule a meeting a little bit longer than that. Feels Mm -hmm. like if you needed it, you could go for 30. Look, if your people are not going to understand in 15, you could do a 30-minute meeting. That's all I'm saying. Or write a memo. Write a fucking memo so they can reference it after the meeting is over if they need to. Like, this is, this is just inefficient management. That's all this mm-hmm. is here. Jesus. No, um, POTUS has accelerated his timeline for, Benedict is the greatest, Operation Paperclip 2. Yep, we ran out of names. Just Roman numeral 2. <laughs> have to recycle two. the paperclips. Yep, that's it. <laughs> we have 1,000 jihadists coming in the next month. They all need to be in position to ready to go for the second wave of violence across America that kicks off on 2 July. 2 July. 2 July. Why wouldn't it be on the 4th? Why wouldn't they do it on the 4th? you got to do it before the 4th, because too many patriots are out and about on the 4th. Oh, uh, I guess that makes you sense. you got to do it before the 4th. you got to demoralize the patriots. Like many of the senior servant class in the USG, General Clapp, he preferred to be called Director Clapp, in keeping with his cosmetic role as the nominal director of the national intelligence community. Oh, was that supposed to be Clapper? Holy Probably. shit! He did a completely... Uh, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? There was a completely lacking in nuance reference to Clapper. Yep, wow, I feel right. dumb. I feel dumb because this guy got one past me. Uh, um, was a 34th degree Bubba. Fuck you, people. Fuck you and your Bubbas. Fuck your about, Bubbas. We've talked about the meaning of the Bubbas, right? It's a Freemason thing. Someone pointed out to us it's probably I, a Freemason thing. Look, the, okay, the degrees are supposedly a thing. I don't know if the Bubba part is. Okay. I don't know if Bubba is a title within Freemasonry. I have no fucking clue. But apparently, yes, one of our listeners did tell us that the degrees, like there's degrees in Freemasonry. And I think like the highest one they said was like 32. So like this goes beyond. Yeah, I have so no that, but that's, these are the secret degrees, right? Sure. Like these are the. But everyone in the room was also a 34th. <laughs> FBI, beginning immediately, you will prepare to receive 25 jihadists from a FEMA train that will start in El Paso and FEMA run up to Oklahoma. FEMA trains, baby. Toot, toot. <laughs> and run up through Oklahoma, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, and into New York, ending in Ithaca, New York. We're going to show... Again, spelt wrong. <laughs> did he do it again? It wasn't just a typo. He just spelt he it wrong again. again. Yep, oh, yep. shit, he did it again. Yep. Nice. Yep, yep. We're going to show flyover country what terrorism looks like up close and personal. Also, why would it, why Ithaca? It's fucking Canada, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to go to New York, at least go to the city. Like. Well, you know, it's like, uh, it's a nice vacation spot, and they uh, figured that some of those not. jihadists would appreciate getting a little time up there in the woods. A little fucking freezing. I assume there's lots of woods up there. That's there my assumption. Woods. I don't there know. There are woods. He continues. 
NSA, I am very pleased with your intercepts against Mexican intelligence, showing them tipping off our police chiefs. I had already heard this from the 34th that are in key police leadership positions, but you identified the rest. I presume that Arpaio is not a 34th degree Bubba, of course. No, 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 no. He's not a Bubba at all. Hmm? CIA, you will immediately order every judge that is a 34th or under our blackmail and bribery protocols to start creating a world of pain for every police chief trying to do their job at defense of the Republic. This is definitely an Arpaio reference, right? Right there. Yep, yep, yep. 100% unabashed Arpaio. He was just doing his job, and this evil deep state judge came after him. Forget all the people he killed and all the discrimination he did blatantly. It was just the Bubba's. That's what it was. Yeah, Fucking this is Arpaio prop, for sure. Fucking asshole. This is our country to do with as we please, not theirs to defend. If you need to kill one as a lesson to the others, go for it. Make an obvious assassination. That kid who worked for the DNC was not obvious enough. That's Seth Rich, people. Yep, that's Good great. Seth Rich. Love, love that. I want the next assassination to scream, Deep State Hit. Let's ensure these people know that we own them and their lives are ours to give or take. And then, Ooh. remember, that previous order was to the CIA. The next order also... CIA, I also want you to divert at least six drones from your assassination operations. Mm -hmm. Give me 24-7 coverage of our corridor on both the Mexican and the American sides. And have Whitewater Enterprises put a full company's worth of hit teams on all sides of the corridor. We've ordered all local LEAs away from the corridor. Anyone found in the corridor will be assassinated. Make it look like a cartel hit. Any questions? Why, why are we why are we making some things obvious deep state hits and some things cartel? I hits? don't like, know. That makes no the... sense. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, that also assumed that I guess that Seth Rich's murder was an obvious deep state hit. Because, yep, we know this guy's into QAnon. Now we also know he's into the Seth Rich conspiracies, which is very mm -hmm. sad. Also, check out that book I recommended about Seth Rich, um, Murder on Something Street. I can't remember. Um, it's on one of my bookshelves, but uh, K I, Street. I think that's it. Yeah, I, no, it wasn't on K because I lived on K. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, I lived on H. I didn't live on K. Anyways, uh, it ends with I think this is basically exactly how the last evil people meeting ended, and I love it. Any questions? None. Good. Get your asses <laughs> out of my building. That is pretty much exactly what happened. And then it it finally ends the chapter with General Clapp did not understand the way of the ancient warrior. However, the Shadow Wolves did. That, so he's fucked then. Yep. He has no chance. End of chapter 12 of this week's reading. Boy, this thing, how does this thing Dude, just I'm having so better? much fun. I'm having, so, this is the most fun I've had on this podcast. This, I love okay, this. Okay, this is definitely the uh, the release that we needed. We needed something. Post-AJ release, yeah. We, let, just like for, for a second, let's talk about it. We've been through... Some pretty shitty books. I will say, like, there have been some shitty. good ones. Like, I loved Alex's book. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, for our purposes, right? The enjoyment yeah, factor sure. that I get from these. I enjoyed that. But we've also had a string of some pretty shitty books in the last several that we've done, right? Mark Levin's book, Absolute mm -hmm. Fucking Garbage. Bad, just, bad book. Just a slog to get through. Total trash. And then uh, William F. Buckley's book was just like... Bad our, book. Our fucking eyes were bleeding. We needed some pure entertainment, and I think this has really given it to us, um, and I fucking enjoy it. And sure. as we talked about, I think uh, doing the Carrie Lake book, um, which I think we are going to definitely end up doing, I think we'll do it as a patron-only bonus. Uh, yeah, so we've I had a lot of Arizona recently, I feel like. Because Arizona's fucking crazy! Yeah. That's why. 
Yeah, you're not Arizona's wrong. fucking just, nuts. I think, I think that's a patron. That yeah. feels like a patron. So I think that's what we're going to do is we're going to do the Carrie Lake book. Uh, I don't know when it comes out. I didn't actually look up when it came out, but I'm assuming since there's like advanced copies going out now that it'll be coming out within the next couple of months. Uh, and so probably that'll tie up nicely with when we get through with the Alex Jones documentary. And I'm excited for that. And uh, life is good. Life is good, buddy, isn't it? Life is good. Yeah, I'm having yep. fun. And I did just look time. it up. Unafraid, just getting started by Carrie Lake releases tomorrow. Oh shit! Okay. Soon. <laughs> All right. Excited. Well, that'll be fine then. It'll be good for the Patreon episode. Indeed. Which we are maybe going to do on time this month. I believe we will. But well, we have uh, to because I'm going away. So if we don't, it's going to be very late. Yes. But uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash mygbc and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, some trans gal, new buildings are a globalist conspiracy, Dapper Dinosaur, Carrie Connorson, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline and Zachary Wilson-Fetro, Stephen DeBeau, Torian the Gallant, uh, Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S., I love when Jordan yells out, thank you very much, also go listen to NYGBC Podcast, Little Flick, William Patterson, Flack Weasel, Kieran Dackler, join us next week when our guest will be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> you are the king of topicality. I will not debate that, <laughs> Henry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Pause Loves NYGBC, A Restless Native, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stefan, Shark Belly, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, Tarot DeCannon, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, Arizona will murder you. Goodbye. Goodbye. podcast is a production of kevin and benedict productions copyright 2020 all rights reserved music for this podcast is by silverman sound studios find out more at silvermansound.com